too fucking high. All right. All right. Watch your language. All right. And that was a little preview of what is to come in the second rendition of the Net Worth game. Uh, as you heard, it gets a little intense, and I was forced to tell my own brother that his language, quite frankly, was offensive. Um, but we made it through, and uh, you can find out if I rebounded from my debacle in episode one. Uh, but first, this is Swipe Right Sports. It is your sports pod hookup. I'm your host, Bobby Adcock. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SportsPodHookup. And what we're doing today before the Net Worth game, we're going to bring Kyle Robert back in uh, to do all things U.S. Open, gambling, uh, DFS. Kyle, uh, if you don't know, is the editor-in-chief of FakePigskin.com. You can follow him on Twitter at NotoriousKRO. And uh, we both contribute on that website and uh, all kinds of good stuff. I encourage you to check that out. A little something for everyone there. And I have my own uh, PGA DFS weekly golf post that I uh, put out, and that is already dropped out there right now for you for the U.S. Open. I encourage you to check that out. I also have a little table that I made where you can sort and search on any player in the field and see their major championship past performance. So you just get a quick idea of who plays well or maybe not well in the big events. So uh, definitely go over there. I encourage you to check that out again. And um, we got a lot to get to, so I just want to jump right in. This is Kyle and myself on the U.S. Open. Enjoy. All right. Hi, everyone. I am here with uh, Mr. Kyle Robert. How are you, Kyle? I'm doing great, Bobby. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. Um, I'm excited to get through this U.S. Open content. And, uh, of course, I can make one promise to you, Kyle. If you want to express your love for Bryson DeChambeau, you will not be cut off this time. I can pro- I can promise you that. Especially about anyone, you will not be cut off. Well, I appreciate you having me back after, uh, after our Masters pot it. Uh, Rory, uh, Sergio, Bryson, those were some of the names I, I was excited about. And, uh, well, n- none of those guys played particularly well. So uh, the fact that you're welcoming me, welcoming me back to talk some U.S. Open uh, it is a nice uh, gesture on your part. Yeah, you know, we did, I think we both did some good things. We both did some bad things. Um, you know, I'm just disappointed that that discussion got cut off and people did not get to hear our discussion about our thoughts on whether or not there's an afterlife because you made some great points there and i wanted everyone to hear about that but if i ever recover that audio kyle uh, i want to make sure to get that out there so yeah um, the, the missing tapes will be released on a on a a, a pay as you uh paper listen service <laughs> yeah that's that's only some uh so, um but uh Let's kind of get into this. I want to I want to talk about the top six guys that Vegas is basically positioning to say these are the top six guys, and that would be Patrick Cantlay, who is now kind of there's no real value with him anymore as, as far as being sneaky, whether it's DK or Vegas odds. Uh, Spieth, who's coming around big time. Tiger, of course. Rory, DJ, and Kepka. And my question to you, Kyle, is simply: Is the winner going to come from these six guys? 
So I, I feel like it is. I've been I've been doing some digging. I've been doing a lot of research, and you know, it really seems like that you need to be in that top. I don't know, not maybe not the the top top, but you need to be in the in the top quarter for sure. Um, you know, at, obviously we'll, we'll we'll go through all the different odds and throw out some names that we like, but um, it seems like for the majority of the time, if you're not in that thirty to one, forty to one range or or higher. You have almost no shot at, 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 at you know winning the whole thing. Um, I feel like you know obviously Brooks is the guy. He's been so money in all these majors. He he really steps his game up. But you know the Open is a little different, and the fact that it's at Pebble where you know it's going to be 7,100 yards as opposed to 74, 75, 76. Uh, you know there's there's a lot of um, you know, it definitely brings some more different names into play. But yeah, I feel like I feel like come Sunday, the the who's who will be amongst the names at the top. I I, I do agree. I do think the winner will come from that group actually. And I, if I had to pick one guy from that group, uh, it would be Cantlay. To be honest, um, I he feels a lot. It feels a lot similar to the Molinari wave of last year where he mm. just kind of broke through and um, had some big wins on the PGA Tour, his first one ever, and um, and then just kind of rode this wave to the Open Championship. And, and Cantley has won before, but he won the Memorial a few weeks ago, and that's a different than winning the Shriners that he won before. The Memorial's a really, outside of the majors, that's one of the bigger tournaments on tour. So I just think he's this guy who's, uh, he's on, on cruise control right now. He got that big, big PGA, PGA Tour win under his belt. The next thing for him to do is really uh, take down a major. So I would pick him. Was there one guy that you would pick from that group? Yeah, I guess for me, like, I don't know. I I wanted, I was looking at Rory again because I, he just, when I feel like when he's on and when he's playing the way he's capable of playing, he, yeah. he's, he's a guy that can run away with any tournament. And we've seen it before. Um, and obviously he was incredible uh, at the RBC up in Canada uh, last week and ran away and was on fire. And a lot of times the guys that tend to win these are guys that either performed really, really well their last start prior or actually won the whole thing. So Rory's very interesting, but I'm going to go Jordan Spieth. I, for me, and especially if we're looking at betting the tournament, I can't bet anybody that's outside twenty to one. Like yeah. I, I just, I just, I can't do it. I, even if I feel good about it, and we'll talk DK here in a bit, and, and I'll probably pivot off that a little bit. But Spieth is starting to show some of the old signs that made him a guy that everybody was so excited about, thinking this could be the next guy. This, you know, when his putting is good, uh, when his, uh, you know, mid-range irons are good, um, he's one of the best in the world. And obviously, you know, his price is going up uh, because of the way he's been playing. And the fact that this course is going to play a little shorter, um, I think is going to suit him well. And uh, yeah, if I'm looking at anybody in this range, uh, Jordan Spieth's definitely my guy. Yeah, I, you know, what's so I think Spieth, and like I think him and Bryson DeChambeau might be like the, the tour head cases, and I mean that in a good way, because they're just like they're very streaky, and when something's like not right for them mentally, they're just they're completely out of it. Or yeah. when they're creeping around, like you said, Spieth, he's kind of worked through a lot of swing and putting issues lately, mm -hmm. and he's coming around, and he's that guy. Once he's on, he's just he's on, and, and so I can I, like. 
three weeks ago, him being 16 to one would be ridiculous. But now I, I, I do understand it. Um, so I, yeah, I, I don't mind that there. I, Brooks, they're all fine, right? I mean, like I, I the only thing I, I wouldn't do Brooks is just winning two in a row in the same year. It's just the odds are so stacked against you. I just, I, I couldn't do that. But I, I agree. I like to move on also to kind of the, the friendlier payouts because this is kind of like you know. If you're a horse racing guy like the Belmont last weekend, you yep. kind of get you get paid for your opinion. That's what's nice about uh, golf odds, right? So, moving on there, I, I like what are some of your favorites in that that 20, 30, even 40 to one range? Uh, Justin Thomas at 25 to one is very, very tempting for me. Um, obviously, when he's at his best, this is a guy who's been, you know, amongst, if not the number one player in the world, um, and obviously looked much better than in Canada and the RB, at the RBC. So maybe some of those injury issues are behind him. Um, if I'm getting him at 25 to one, when he should probably be somewhere between Tiger and Cantlay, assuming he was coming in fully healthy, um, I feel like I'm getting a lot of value there. Um, and, and if I'm not going there, I'm going to Jason Day, who is at 33 to one. Um, I think he makes a ton of sense, especially as I mentioned, this course is going to play a little bit shorter. Um, it, you know, he doesn't have to be quite as long off the tee. Some of those, you know, longer irons come into play. Um, and if he can move his way around this course, avoid, uh, you know, the, 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 the fringe and avoid uh, the rough stuff, I think he could have a really nice day and, uh, you know, hold the trophy come come Sunday. Yeah, I, I agree. He, uh, Day and Thomas are, are they're very elite ball strikers and uh, very sharp approach games. Uh, statistically, that's probably the number one stat I think this week is strokes gained approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and those guys uh, fit that bill. And, and I like that. It, for me, I, I always default to, you know, my man crush, Tommy Fleetwood, and um, Hideki Matsuyama, who I think yeah. I think is going – I mean, I, I just think he's go, going to win a major. He's been playing uh, great this season after kind of a, a little – somewhat of a down year last year. Hasn't missed a cut all year. Um, he's played, played pretty well in the U.S. Opens as well. Um, and uh, so I, I – Tommy's one of those guys too, like in DK especially – I just see him in my app. I see that smile and that long hair, and I just I, I find myself clicking the plus button every time and adding my roster. So yeah, for I've, them like for them like thirty five to one, I, I love that. Yeah, I figure your lineups just start with him in there, and then you go from there. Like it, DK just knows. Oh, oh, Bobby's got this guy in his list. He's already he's already in your lineups. Yeah, um, I, ru- I ruin it for everyone. So and I just want to say too, uh, Matsuyama, his U.S. Open, his last. He's played in six U.S. Opens. He's only missed one cut. He has two top tens, um, and he had the runner-up in 2017. So I, he plays well in these events. He's been playing really well this season. So I, I think it. I think he's at 30, 35, 33 to one. So I, yeah, I, I, yep. that, that's my favorite in that range. Yeah, I like that call quite a bit. And honestly, like you know, if I'm if I'm making some bets for the weekend, which I hope to be and I, I plan on, uh, a lot of the guys in this range, Matsuyama, Day, Justin Thomas, even Adam Scott is interesting. You know, I might just throw ten, you know, fifteen bucks, whatever, um, on a on a handful of these guys and see if I can get a winner come Sunday. Yeah, no, I'm exactly. I'm gonna have, like you said, maybe a few ten, fifteen dollar bets spread over like five or six guys for sure and and can I going beyond those guys um in like the 50 61 range 
if you like guys who are just straight on fire out of nowhere and you're just a big form person, Shane Lowry out of nowhere has three straight top tens. And, um, you know, he's sitting there, I think right now he's at 50 to one. Um, yeah. I, you know, and I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know where that's coming from. Uh, but hey, so, it, golf is a weird sport. Guys are streaky, and they get hot. And so I think that's a guy. If you're into that, into that form play, I think he's one of the best at fifty to one right there. And in U.S. Opens, Kyle, in U.S. Opens, in his last four, he's made three cuts and has two top tens, uh, including a runner-up in 2016. So. Um, played played decent in these events as well. Um, so, and, and Kyle, just so you know, where I'm getting this information is it's on fakepigskin.com. I'm pulling it up on the major championship matrix table, searchable for every player. You can just see their major history right away. So, hey, a very useful tool if you're looking to just go who plays well or not well in big events. That seems like a really useful tool when I'm setting my DFS lineups. I think I'll have to uh, pull that up as I'm as I'm going through my DK picks. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think for me Lowry is a guy that I love to play in DK. A guy that I love to play as a top ten, maybe even top five. I just I get concerned if he's paired up with Brooks or paired up with DJ or paired up with Tiger come Sunday and, and that pressure is coming and everyone's following him around, which Bobby, uh, breaking news, I will be on the course both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, so hopefully I'll get to uh, watch some incredible golf, but I'm very, I'm very much looking forward to that. But uh, I'm worried that if I'm following Shane Lowry and Tiger Woods around uh, on Sunday that uh, Lowry's not going to be ready for for that spotlight. You don't think he's necessarily You don't think he's uh, like Brooks Koepka or DJ? No, no, I don't think. You know, ice water running through his veins. Uh, you know, it, it always takes these guys. You know, they'll even DJ. Like that's the thing about him is like we, we you know we've talked about like how he's kind of in that in that group. But when he gets in big spots, I mean, I just think of what you know, uh, what Chambers Bay and and you know he he kind of. Or I just, and then especially what twenty what was it twenty ten uh, where he just kind of melted down on the green and three, ended up three putting and um, ended up losing the tournament um, or twenty twelve I think uh, you know he he kind of struggles in those spots and you know it takes a couple times to to really have that pressure on you to to finally realize you know I, I need to do my shots I need to you know just not really worry about what's going on and, and play straight through it yeah I think I think see I think I kind of disagree to a certain point with dj i think he's just i think he's just kind of a ditzy guy and he just like yeah. doesn't he's just kind of like oblivious to whatever and it's kind of like well it could happen or it doesn't whatever and i think yeah. it's almost like it almost works at his advantage because it's just like yeah okay cool i might win i might not we'll see <laughs> um and like whereas like i think brooks kepka actually i think he has such like a he's such a red ass and has such an at like he, he feels like he's so competitive but he can actually rise above it he's fine Ooh. with the moment um like at the masters i think he was he was perfectly comfortable being in that setting but i agree you're right i mean like and by the way awesome that you're gonna be there um yes I, I'm sir just, i'm expecting uh twitter to be flooded with pictures so i, just, I will i will be throwing thoughts and photos and all that stuff so okay. if you're not following me at notorious kro on twitter make sure you uh you change that now so you can see all my uh u.s open content live from the grounds big content weekend for kyle so uh yeah and and two um it just in talking about that range too i just want to mention 
I've awarded Matt Kuchar with the best player to never win a major belt. He's, yeah. he's got, he has it. A lot of people like to assign this to like guys like Ricky Fowler, but I think you got to be playing like at least into your late 30s, maybe even 40s to really get that. And, and also be really good uh, mm -hmm. as well. And so I think Kuchar, to me, uh, if you look at where he's at right now, he's actually having maybe arguably his best season outside of tipping caddies, that is. He's having <laughs> his best season um, coming into the U.S. Open ever. He's ranked never one FedEx Cup points. Uh, statistically uh, elite in almost every strokes gain category, maybe outside of putting. And uh, the guy's just, he's dialed in right now. And again, I think he had another uh, top five at the RBC last weekend. Yep. So playing great this year, and I I think he still has that, has that um he's gotta be motivated to get that that major championship win the one that got taken from jordan at the open uh, a couple years ago i'm sure uh it stings so i think he's still playing really at a high level and i think at 50 to 1 or no i'm sorry i think he's at 45 yeah. to 1 i'm honestly he's 50 um, to 1 on my book so uh if you okay. look look around, you could find that number. But yeah, I'm totally with you on Kucher. I think that's a great call. I think there's a there's a non-zero chance that he wins a major before he's done, and um, this course sets up very nicely for him to finally take home that major championship. Okay, and, and just before we leave this range, because um, I I like one of these guys much more than the other one, but I'm gonna give you two guys just for gambling purposes. They're sure. Both at, they're both at fifty to one. You gotta pick one of these guys, lefty or Henrik Stenson. Henrik Stenson, and actually on, on my book, I can get him at sixty-six to one. And actually, I think I'm going to place that wager now. Okay, that would be my pick of those two. Either now that I want that to happen, I love lefty in the mix, but this guy's kind of been um, bipolar this year uh, with his golf game. And even though he won here in February, yep. he won the he won the pro am. I'm just thinking like. I actually, uh, a guy, I'm on Vegas Insider, and a guy right next to um, Mickelson at 50 to 1 is Paul Casey. I'd much rather have him. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I, I, I love Lefty. I want him to be in the mix. I hope he's there. But if I had to pick one of those guys, it'd be Stenson for sure. He's an elite, elite approach shot guy. He just came off another top 10, or his second top 10 this season, I should say, at um, the RBC last weekend. So, um, I'm kind of liking where he's at, and then um, and and for DK which which we'll get to. Um, moving on, Kyle. Real quick could, though, I, I yeah, just want to mention um, the one the difference is uh, in terms of weather and in terms of the way the course is going to set up, it's going to be very different than what AT&T typically is. So right. I th I think having that experience, especially when it comes to you know finding greens and and being kind of comfortable around the course is definitely good so people that have played the AT&T who played the open when it was there um I, I think that's helpful but the course is gonna be so different than AT&T that I think if you're using those that information for for picking who might win this I I don't I don't know if it's gonna correlate as much as people might you know like we, we play the Masters or we play a course that you know the PGA goes to often um I, I it's consistently you know very very similar so if you tend to play well at the masters you tend to play well every year where i think the open uh the u.s open versus you know when it's normally at&t i think it's very different yeah and just to add on to that and give give that some con that's very good context kyle because i don't want to add on to that 
The last two majors that were played here was in 2010 and 2000, and there was only one player that played under par in mm-hmm. any of those, and it was Tiger Woods in 2000. There was not one other player that finished both of those majors under par. The winner in 2000 was Tiger at minus 12, which was the record-setting major. The next closest guy was plus three. So um, to give you a reference, and then uh, in 2010, the record for the winner was Graham McDowell, who shot even par. Now in, yep. the AT&T, in the AT&T, the winners are usually shooting it somewhere around 15 under par on average, let's say. So you're right. Uh, it, I would not. I would not gauge the AT&T. Uh, results for this here yeah i totally agree with that it's going to be the rough's going to be a lot more penalizing everything so um yes that is a great point and um if we want to move on we want to throw out now kind of some is there some longer shots that are you're kind of setting your money on fire at this point but why not yeah no and it's fun to take shots on these guys um and, and you know throw a couple bucks on them and if they hit you win you win some nice money and if not then you're not really um, you know, too upset. I think uh, Tyrrell Hatton is at 150 to one uh, on my book, and I like him. I think he's got the skills to keep it in the fairway. Um, you know, and it's all going to really come down to putting for a lot of these guys. If their putter gets hot, um, if they're you know they're short to medium medium range irons get hot. Um, they have the what it takes to win. It's just a matter of doing it over four days, and uh, obviously that's the reason why these guys are long shots. But 150 to one for Tyrrell Hatton, I think, makes a lot of sense, and um, you know, is I think a, a very interesting name to throw out. Um, outside of him, I mean, is there someone for you that, that's jumping off the page? Anybody that that you're really excited to? Uh, I mean, I know Emmanuel Grio just qualified. He's 125 to one. Um, anybody stand pops out for you? Well, Kyle, if you could go runner up, or like I think it was, I think it was runner up in the Players Championship, which is a, a challenging kind of tee to green course. Yeah. Um, like someone like Jim Fierk did. And someone like Jim Furyk, who's made 20 of 23 cuts in the U.S. Open and has won it before and has top 10 finishes in the last, I think he tied for two in 2016. If I'm sitting at 125, the way he's playing, as you know who I love, um, in that range, yes, I will mm-hmm. I will do Jim Furyk. And a guy who, um, in my post on, on fakepigs.com, a guy... I, I kind of set up a table with key stats. A guy who's number one in key stats for me this week, from a strokes gained uh, approach standpoint, and from just ball striking, the bet the top player in my metric is Keegan Bradley. Um, I, I don't. I, I think I might be going down with a ship with him this week, no matter what. But um, I think if this range, I, I think from a statistical standpoint, he's really been sharp on his approach this year, uh, even from like long distances. Uh, 175, 200 uh, on par four. So I like. I, I think Keegan Bradley fits well, um, and he's 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 hasn't played great in the U.S. Opens, but he's he's made cuts, and he's probably more of a, a DK player, really. But yeah, um, yeah, Ke- Keegan Bradley might be another one too. And then, uh, um, you know, if I want to set my money on fire, yeah, I'm kind of looking uh, at this. I like Siwoo Kim. I, I'm gonna keep betting him as long as he's in the triple digits. Because I think he has the skills to kind of vault into that thirty to fifty one, to 30, 30 to one to fifty to one range on, on a consistent basis. Um, if 
you know, his skills kind of come together like I think they can. Um, and, and, and he's got to win a tournament um, as a guy who's sitting around 80 to 100 and something uh, to one. So I, I don't hate taking a shot there. Um, Keegan Bradley's in that range. I, like you mentioned, I, I think he makes a lot of sense. What about Danny Willett? This is a guy who's won a major, uh, 150 to one. Um, this is why this is why you're on here. I was just gonna say, what about Danny Willett? Um, <laughs> look, seriously, I he was a guy who, like you said, Masters Championship. This is a shorter course, mm-hmm. right? Um, he doesn't, you know, he's he can he can hit some stingers off the tee and be fine here, and he's. He's a guy whose whose game has come a little back round into form. He just, I think, had a, I think he just had a top ten at the RBC. Um, I'll make sure that here before I go too far. But no, he's a guy. I think if you're shopping in this range, I am okay with uh, someone like that. And he, yes, was a tie for eight at RBC last week. So yeah. Um, and another guy too. I like your C Woo because he's a guy who's kind of bipolar and he can just like go crazy and. Uh, have a top 10 or be contending or he's going to flame out. So I don't mind that. And uh, maybe, maybe Zach Johnson is like that, that uh, wily veteran. Yep. Yep. Uh, Patrick Reed at a hundred to one. Like this is a guy who's won a green jacket. Uh, I, I mean, guys that I know have won masters or won majors. Um, I, I mean, when they're in triple digits, like I know that it, it may not be the there, there's a, probably a reason why they're kind of down in this range and you know their form may not be the best but to know that that potential that upside is in there um it is always appealing and always tempting for me um so at 100 to 1 i mean that that's a hard one for me to avoid yeah no that i i, I agree he's one like you said one a major that kind of odds why not and uh, just to throw out one ridiculous one that is you're setting money on fire um scotty sheffler a web.com tour guy one of the top guys on web.com he has a very high level approach game statistically and he's played in u.s opens i think he was maybe a, a tied for 27th last year uh, let me right. just let me just check that uh just to be sure but um he's a guy who yeah, I, I think he'll be. He's definitely on pace to be on the PGA Tour and earn his card for next year. Um, he's played. He has played. Um, he's played. On, he's played in a couple of U.S. Opens and he's made a couple cuts. So, I, I think he's a guy. If, again, in that range, uh, why not? So, uh, Bobby, before we head over to DFS, I think we should each pick. Let's let's, let's each pick three guys. Maybe we put ten bucks on each of them. Okay. And, and and let's see who let's see who can uh, let's see who can win the most money come come the end of the day on Sunday. Sounds good. Uh, go first, my friend. Okay, I will take I will take Jason Day at thirty three. I will take Justin Thomas at twenty five to one, and I will take. Mm, I like that range. Do I go Hideki? Do I step it up a little bit? Uh, don't take Hideki because that's mine. That's yours. All right, I'll I'll take I'll take Henrik I'll take Henrik Stenson at sixty six to one. That's that's outstanding. All right, um, I'm going to do um, my standard Fleetwood. And what what do you have Fleetwood at on your service? Uh, I have him at thirty three to one. Thirty three, and um, 
Oh, who was that? I just have. What am I thinking about here? Oh, Coocher. Coocher. I like it. And what does he add in your service? Uh, let's see. I believe he is 50 to 1. And then Decky. Yep. And he is 33 to 1. All right. We will we'll report back here. And I will, I will I will shame you, at least shame you on Twitter if I that's fine i'm i'm totally used to it and definitely almost always deserving of it so um bring it my friend bring it all right so that is all good shift gears strictly dk what i have done kyle is i have prepared groupings okay. uh, in, in price ranges that um kyle, and just so everyone knows kyle does not prepare for this um he does not know what i'm going to give him but i'm going to name off three or four guys in, in a range and you have to just pick one and okay. we're going to do this kind of as a as a knee-jerk kind of lightning round reaction. I like it. Alright, so first we're going to start we're starting at the bottom and we're going in the high sixes range, so high six thousands. Okay. The names, the names are Jason Duffer, Miao Young Un, Danny Willett. Whew, uh, Willett. Uh, like we, you know, we had talked about the upside of this guy. Obviously, his downside is miscut and obviously, you know, kind of not doing great. But at $6,800, um, I, I don't hate taking a shot there as a guy who, in, even if he doesn't win, if you get a guy sub 7,000 to get top 15, top 10, um, you're, you're, you're going to make some serious money. So uh, give me Danny Willett. Okay, and I'm gonna I'm putting squares for your for your people, and I'm I'm putting um, I'm designating mine with circles, so we'll keep track of this too. I'm picking Duffner. So okay, uh, I like it. Duffner's right. been playing much much better, and uh, seems to be uh, rounding into um, you know obviously not a guy who was elite elite, but uh, was really solid and um, you know pretty competitive in, in, in most tournaments. And also, has, he's won a major. He won a PGA, so um, has that has that um, pedigree. And I also just just to kind of clarify too. I think this is a good good way to do this because I think for especially for majors, the there's so much value because the pricing is so soft because the fields are so stacked. Mm-hmm. So you, you you're gonna get guys at certain prices where you go, wow. And I think we're all looking at the same like three or four guys and going, okay, which which one am I going after? So, with that said. Going on to like the low sevens, we have Keegan Bradley, Thomas Peters, or Jim Furyk. Jim Furyk. Uh, it may not be sexy. It may be a little chalky, uh, but I know what I'm going to get from Furyk. I feel like he will make the cut. I feel like he will be competitive, and maybe he doesn't win, but he'll be in that 20 to 30 range come Sunday, um, and potentially, you know, much higher than that. All right, I'm going down with the Keegan Bradley ship. Um, I'm dying with my metrics, so we will see what Keegan does for me. Um, Mid sevens, Emiliano Grillo, Martin Keimer, Shane Lowry, or Brant Snedeker? Snedeker, once again, not sexy and probably a little chalky. And you know, if I'm doing if I'm doing cash, Snedeker is my guy because I think a lot of people are going to have him. Um, if I'm doing GPP, I may pivot off that. Um, I'm, I'm traditionally contrarian when it comes to stuff like that. Uh, so, so maybe I go with one of the other names, but I think for this exercise, Snedeker is the one that makes the most sense to me. Okay. Been playing very well. So I, I can't, I can't like, you know, I, I, this was tough. 
this came down to a Lowry versus Grillo for me, but mm -hmm. um, it is Lowry's just I can't really deny the way he's been playing, so I'm going Lowry. Um, yeah. And, and we will go and move on to upper sevens. And uh, we have Bubba Watson, Henrik Stenson, Sergio, or Mark Leishman. Uh, I think I have to go with my boy Stenson. I think he can win this thing. I think he has the goods to be super competitive. And um, I expect him to, you know, I, not only do I think he can win, but like a top five, top ten bet um, I think could be in my future as well. Did you even pause at one second to even consider Sergio? <laughs> uh, no, no, not after not after what he did to me at the players. Um, the, his form, like I want to, I want to be in on him. I, I like him for the Masters. He was terrible there. Uh, I liked him for the players. I thought he fit up well. He he didn't play well there. His form is just not there. And you need to be, you need to be competitive. Like outside of Wells Fargo. He's been a train wreck. Like he was plus plus four at the Masters, plus five at the PGA, uh, one over at the RBC. Um, didn't make the cut in three of his last four tournaments. Like no thanks, hard pass. Yeah, and, and the RBC too. Not not to discredit like you know the RBC or anything like that, but like to miss the cut there. I mean, guys are throwing out huge. Like you know, Brant Snedeker is throwing out a sixty or something, whatever. Like you're like. He was like probably the oh, I think maybe the only really notable guy that missed the cut. And I was like, man, like that's a that's almost like a gimme make the cut tournament for for someone like him. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, I know I was I was surprised to see that. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Stenson too from that range. I, I like his, uh, you know, he, he played well last weekend. Good approach guy, you know, elite approach guy. Uh, fits this course. Stenson for me as well. Uh, let's go to the low eights. And I think I know where you're going here, but let's just go. It's Bryson, Phil, or Reed. Mm. Whew, that's tough. Uh, Phil's out for me. Uh, he's too chalky. I don't trust him enough. And Bryson's been a kind of a mess. And like, I'm gonna take Patrick Reed. And and maybe that's maybe that's crazy. And maybe that uh, is gonna bite me. But I'm not trusting Phil. And I'm gonna fade him just kind of out of out of principle. And Bryson, Bryson is so tech like like we were talking about earlier. Like he's so in his own head, and he right. thinks about things, and he thinks about things. And I just think over the course of four days, it's so hard to be that laser focused, that dialed in um, to to not you know to think overthink every single shot. That I just I worry about him collapsing, and you know, kind of like we talked about with Sergio. Like if you look at his last few tournaments, like he played better at Memorial, a place where he's won. But before that, at Charles Schwab, four over, missed the cut. PGA, six over, missed the cut. Uh, you know, the it's just the, the mat. You know, he's just kind of he's kind of been all over the place. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I just I can't go down with that ship again. Okay. I I as a fellow um, you know overthinker maybe head case myself. I'm gonna <laughs> just I'm gonna just go with Bryson as because I think at this point he's got to be contrarian, right? At this point, I just totally. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Bryson for that group. Um, and if we go to the mid upper eights, there's really only well. I'm including Molinari in this, who's exactly okay. nine thousand. It was exactly nine thousand, but there's really only three guys in this other in this range, which is 
Finau, Adam Scott, Xander, and Molinari. Pick one. Um, give me Adam Scott. I, he needs the putter to come through, and and that's that's always the question with him. Um, but I think I think this course sets up nicely for him. And the one thing I will say, Bobby, is I, I like to look I like to look at the betting odds combined with the DK prices. And if I yep. find a guy that is in a range where you know there's three or four names and they're all kind of the same price on DK, but I go over to a sports book and I look, and one guy's in like the thirty to one, and the rest of the guys are like fifty to one or greater, um, either, either like. Vegas has some idea. Obviously, when it comes to guys like Phil and Sergio, those guys are going to be inflated a little bit. But when it comes to some other guys like Adam Scott, I think um, you see where Vegas kind of is kind of leaning for this tournament. And if I can get a guy at a much better at, at a similar price, who in terms of Vegas odds has one of the better shots to win it all, uh, I do that. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, I, I think it's always good to compare those uh, odds with with the DK prices and line them up a little bit and see what's what. And uh, I actually I'm going with Scott here as well. I think he is a good fit for here. Um, ha- has played well in big events and has played well this year. Has been playing well really going back to last year. So um, I like him definitely to be a safe weekend play and also kind of a dark horse guy to win as well um okay and then low nines three guys in that range jason day john rom justin thomas justin thomas stands out um uh, you know if you if you want to go jason day that i wouldn't hate that either um and i think you know for my lineups both those guys will find homes um, it is interesting that john rom is kind of not really being i feel like he's not being talked about and obviously you know this this shorter setup um it isn't ideal for his play but i also have this weird feeling that not having the pressure to pull out driver on every hole might give him a little more comfort and not feel like he has to do too much and maybe this is the one where he finally breaks through because in terms of talent john john rom is is on the you know the elite level um, as many as, 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 you know, Brooks, as DJ, as all those guys. Um, it's just a matter of him keeping his head straight and staying focused and, and playing solid through four days. So, um, you know, if, if I'm looking in a more of a GPP sense, maybe I do lean wrong. Uh, but I think for this exercise, I'm going to go Justin Thomas. Okay. I, I, that, that is, I, I get the Justin Thomas play. I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Rom here. Uh, I, I think he's, a, you know, he missed he missed the cut to PGA. So I, I just think he's a guy who I don't view him as a guy who's going to miss a lot of back to back cuts and big events. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with him to, you know, safely make the weekend and, you know, definitely have the upside to, you know, be, be a contender. So I'll go around there. And then high nines, there's really just kind of two choices, Ricky or Rose. Uh, give me Ricky. I, I don't, I don't, I don't trust Justin Rose. Um, Ricky will make the cut. Ricky will be competitive. I don't know that I'm picking him to win, uh, but yeah, I, I'd much rather have Ricky Fowler. Okay, I'm gonna also go with Ricky just because I like uh, the way he dresses. So <laughs> that, that that makes perfect sense. And then, all right, there are there are six those six five figure guys, the six top guys. There's six of those: Cantlay, Spieth, Rory, Tiger, DJ, Brooksy. You gotta pick one. Uh, give me Jordan. 
I, I think he wins. I think he putts well. I think uh, he is a few hundred dollars to almost a thousand dollars saving us on the majority of the rest of the names. Um, I think he's played this course before and he's played pretty well. Um, I, I feel good about where his game is now. Uh, yeah, so give me give me Mr. Spieth at uh, 10,300. Okay, I've already professed my love for Patrick Cantlay enough, so I am going to go with Cantlay. He's also kind of the lower end of that range. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I think he continues on and he would be my pick to, probably my pick overall to win in general if I had to just make one pick. So, um, but in likelihood, I think in all likelihood, most of my DK, I will not be playing any of those guys just because I don't like to do that. And so let me let me ask you because I'm I'm considering a couple options this week. I'm looking at taking a couple stars and then doing scrubs kind of around it, or sure. grabbing you know like we were talking about from a betting angle, grabbing some of those guys in that thirty to fifty to one. Um, mm-hmm. what, do you like some names that are kind of in that? you know, high sevens to low nines and just trying to grab six of those guys? Yeah, so I think um, I, I think the big the big focus, what you have to do is identify two or maybe probably at least two guys that are below the average price range. So you can boost your, your salary up, right? What you have mm-hmm. available. So my, my two guys that I'm going down with, uh, right or wrong, is Keegan Bradley. Um, I, I want him in my lineup. I, I just want to get him to the weekend and keep accumulating points for my lineup. And um, so that, that'll that boost my boost my price range up. And then that, another guy, too, that I don't know if we've mentioned yet, Gary Woodland is a guy mm-hmm. who is 8,000, and he, he doesn't do a ton to build your cap up, but he just – him and Bradley, just enough um, if I were to – start a lineup with just those two guys um let's see here just bear bear with me um keegan and then so just those two guys you're up to 8700 right there uh for the for the last four guys and i, and I already i will say those two guys are core guys and then Matt Kuchar, who's at 85, is a core guy for me so um if i add Matt Kuchar at 8500 I'm sitting at 8,800 as the, for the last three guys, and then I'm probably going to fill that out with, you know, I'm I'm going to look at like the Masayamas, the Fleetwoods, um, Paul Casey is a guy who's mm-hmm. right right at that average range. He's probably a guy I'm going to have a lot of lineups. So that's the way I'm looking at it. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to be kind of in that low nines like i'm looking like i'm starting i have a lineup right now and i was going to give it out uh, at the end but like ju- a, a few of justin thomas jason day john rom matsuyama adam scott i mean you could fit you could do a lineup with all those guys um kind of sitting there and then obviously you plug in maybe one or two a uh, little lower price guys um, and you'll be you'll be feeling really good come Sunday, I think. Um, now, if you have to play one of Kepka, DJ, Tiger, or Rory, who is that guy that that you're gonna use as as your as your your you know your main guy at that? If you have to pay up for one of them, one of those four. Yeah, one of the four. Tiger. Tiger's your guy. 
Tiger, I, I, I can, I, I ruined him last time, and I said, oh, he'll be, he'll be contending. So I don't want to say anything, but I, I, unless something is like off or something, I just, mm-hmm. he's played at Pebbles so much. If he's played, you know, he's this is, I would be shocked if he didn't, if he missed the cut. And I, I guess, I guess I'm expecting him to, I, I expect him to contend to be honest. So, yeah. I, so Tiger for me. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, even in uh, 2010 when they had the Open there um, and he wasn't playing great golf, he still played really well at that tournament. Um, and and it, I think anywhere where he's really comfortable, like like Pebble, like the Masters, um, he tends to play a much, much better. And I think people will look at his player's performance and, and be like, oh, you know, Tiger's not really there. Uh, but I think there was a lot of other stuff going into that tournament. Uh, he, he tends to play better places like Pebble, like the Masters. So um, I, I don't hate that call quite at, at all. Um, yeah, I think if I'm playing, like Brooks and DJ are so tempting, but over 11,000, I just, I feel like I'm gonna have a hard time really making a quality lineup when I feel good about and getting in some of those other names, even if I'm looking at names like Stenson and Hatton, who are both uh, making a lot of lineups I'll be doing. Um, you know, I, I want to save a little bit. So uh, give me Rory McIlroy, who is on playing on fire. When he's playing his best, no one can touch him. Um, and he'll probably take a huge crap right on uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> the fairway and, and and i'll be like why did i go to bat for him again but uh I'll, i'm gonna i'm gonna do it for this tournament yeah no i i that's i think i think rory dj and brooks are i think if they ever show up with their a games they're better than everybody else so yep. um and that was that was pretty unbelievable him in canada uh yesterday or sunday yeah. Right away with that was ridiculous. So yeah, no, I I'm fine. Those guys when they show up with their A games, no one's gonna be able to catch them. So um, yeah, no, I I, I like that. Uh, all right, well, do you want me to give you one uh, lineup before we get out of here? Why not? I will I will give you a little taste of what I'm looking at for the weekend. Um, it's not finalized but as of right now if i had to play a lineup uh it would be justin thomas it would be jason day who are my my top guys uh adam scott 8600 would be number three um i have stenson in there i have tyrell hatton in there and i'm going to find my last my last spot uh is gonna find someone uh and i'm looking at about eight thousand. so gary woodland's in there bryson's in there fading phil so i'm not going there louis is interesting i don't i I think the the little bit of shorter course is good for him um i don't think you know in terms of winning the tournament i don't think he makes sense for that but like if we're looking at the leaderboard on sunday and he's sitting inside the top 10 and flirting with a top five finish i don't think that's crazy uh, so I'm gonna take him, and that would be my six. Yeah, that's that. That's a good play. Uh, obviously, a guy who's finished runner-up in all majors, so you know he's he plays well or has mm-hmm. played well in big events. So I like yep. that. Um, I'll just throw one quick one out there. We kind of I kind of talk about it a little bit quickly, uh, but I'll just finish it off. Keegan, Paul Casey, Matt Kuchar, Woodland, and then I rounded out with uh, my boyfriend Tommy Fleetwood. And 
Hideki Matsuyama. I like so that, it. So that is uh, that that is what is going to get me the million dollar winner, and I'm very excited about it. So well, so don't forget about me when you're uh, off on your own private island or whatever you decide to do with your million dollars. Yeah, no, I'll. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll send you, I'll Venmo you like 50 bucks or something. Oh, perfect, perfect. That'll, that'll work well for you, so. Buy, buy, buy me a Coke, that's all I need. <laughs> you, you, you deserve it, you deserve it. <laughs> Kyle, well, this, was, uh, this was great, man. Um, thank you for coming out again, and I, I can't wait to see uh, the Saturday and Sunday uh, content that you're you're bringing. This, this, is, this is great, I'm so glad yeah. you're going. You're going to have to look for me on the course. Uh, I will try and make myself visible. Um, but yeah, uh, I look forward to your article on fakepigskin.com. Uh, I, I enjoy those write-ups, and they always uh, help me stay successful on DraftKings. And uh, we'll have to revisit our picks come uh, Sunday so I can rub it in your face that the guy that I picked won the tournament. I had them all documented, Kyle, and I cannot wait. So... Uh, um, all right, man. Well, we will uh, we will be talking to you later, and uh, yeah, this was fun. All right, good times, Bobby. All right, take All right, we are here. Uh, we have my brother Michael. He is we're calling in via Skype. And we're going to play the second rendition of the net worth game. And this week, what we're going to do in celebration of the NBA Finals is we're going to do basketball movies. And we're going to pick actors from those movies to guess. So, for example, uh, Michael, he won the coin flip. Michael, how are you? Hello. I'm, uh, I'm well. How are you? I'm good. And uh, so you're going to start off, for example, and you would go, Say, for example, Gladiator, and say, Walking Phoenix to me, and I have to guess. But it's not going to be Gladiator, it's going to be a basketball movie. And once a basketball movie is used, we are not yeah. able to use that movie anymore. Yeah, that sounds that sounds straightforward. We can do that. And we're going to do three each um, okay. actors, and then we're going to do as a, a bonus, we're going to pick one player from the NBA Finals as just a fourth little uh, treat for the audience. So um, in case you did not, in case anyone did not hear the first uh, episode, uh, we did Game of Thrones and I was beaten pretty badly. And some of my guesses were, let's just say it was, it was a shaky start for me to say the least. So I think, but it gave me a good reference point and I need to uh, kind of rebound here. So um, I'm, I'm playing for keeps here. Uh, this, is, this is no joke. This is no joke. So do you, are you ready? Yeah, I think so. I think this will be a little different as far as uh, Game of Thrones. Most of those actors, you know, that was their first gig. And we didn't know, you know, you don't know what they're getting paid for Game of Thrones. So now we're probably going to have actors that have been around for a lot longer and might have, my guess is a higher net worth. But uh, I guess uh, we'll see. We will see. I, I agree with that, which is I'm kind of tasteful. But, but at the same time, I got some... I may have some obscure ones uh, to, yeah. to throw, you, throw you off a bit. Uh, okay. I've been doing some uh, some research, not for net worth, <laughs> but just just actors, and um, and also just to give people an idea of how dialed in Michael might be. Uh, while you're hearing underneath our, our discussions, these awesome NBA themes uh, is the one John Tesh, who does the NBA and NBC theme, um, yeah. just be, being played. 
off pod, uh, Michael guessed his net worth and was right on the money at thirty million. So um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> this could be this could be a tough tough route for you, but uh, we're gonna get it started. You won the coin flip, so yeah, let's do it. All right, all right, here we go. Uh, my first movie that is uh, about basketball. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Semi Pro. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go Semi Pro. The starring Will Ferrell. I think uh, Woody Harrelson is is also in it. Uh, and uh, I'm gonna have you guess right off right off the jump. I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, the biggest star of the movie, Will Ferrell. All right, Will Ferrell. That's uh, I didn't see I didn't see Semi Pro coming. I'll say that. Um, now Will Ferrell's had quite the run. Do we have a reference for how many like credits as an actor he has? You know, I think Will Ferrell. I'm looking at him up right now. Hard to hard to say. Let's see. Will Ferrell. He's done 125 movies or or shows or appearances okay. uh, appearances okay all right 25 that's a, that's a big number and, and now he had like at one point before he was the big movie star he was the star of snl i'm sure he had a pretty big contract with them towards the end i'm um, sure his contract isn't huge with snl but his his movie contracts he probably gets paid a lot per her movie that's and, my guess and but. he had quite the run there uh you know about yes, 10, year, ten, 10 years ago so it was knocking hit out after hit or at least very successful movies uh financially so okay uh will ferrell let's just get it going i'm going to go 75 million 75 million for will ferrell um okay and, and, and right off the top of my head i'm gonna i'm gonna say the that you're low but but uh but all right let's go okay um according to google the net worth of will ferrell's 100 million dollars okay yeah yeah so you're you're right right, but i'm not i'm I'm okay i'm I'm okay i'm starting out a little better all right so okay all right so guess now my turn i'm gonna throw to you Uh, one i'm i'm kind of uh i like here is the movie Rebound, and not not the shitty not the shitty Martin Lawrence movie, but Rebound is in uh, Earl the Goat Manigault, the legend of Earl the Goat Manigault. And uh, if people who have not seen this, this is kind of a uh, I, maybe it kind of slipped through the cracks as, as a basketball movie, but it was probably in the I want to say around 1990. And it's a story about uh, this legendary player in. New York City, who never made it because he slipped into like drug addiction and all this stuff. But uh, great. 19, 1996. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 96. So uh, a good movie. Uh, and I'm going to give you the star who plays Earlie Goat Manigault, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Oh Christ. That's that's pretty good. And he uh, he is uh, he has 90 things credited to uh, his acting uh, roster. Okay. Uh, I thought I thought it was good on myself. Don Cheadle. Um, yeah, he's 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 had some Showtime shows. Mm-hmm. He's he's been in you know 90, 90 things that he's been the kind of the star or acted in. Uh, okay, Don Cheadle. 
I'm going to go with $60 million for, for Don Cheadle. All right. According to Google. According to Google, Don Cheadle. Maybe, maybe too high. Estimated. <laughs> estimated 35. 30, God damn it. <laughs> so God I'm... God damn it. I'm going to... I'm going to... You, you said what? I said 60. 60. I, I knew it was high. Right, right when I said it, I knew it was too fucking high. All right. All right. Watch your language. Damn. All right. <laughs> um, all right. So. Uh, oh, yeah. My my turn, turn, right? Yep. Yep. Moving all right, back to number see. two. All right. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the movie. Um. Oh man, let's see. Let's go. Let's just bring it back to Hoosiers. You know, let's just let's go straight straight for a classic. Uh, Hoosiers, and uh, I'm gonna go with the 89 year old Gene Hackman. All right, Gene Hackman. Um, by the way, I know probably people are not gonna like this, but uh, Hoosiers is this overrated? <laughs> is, is, is it? Is it? Is it? I don't think so. I, I I think that's a that's a crazy statement. Uh, okay. I, I I I think I I think it's 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 about perfect, you know, as a, you know a small town basketball basketball movie. You know, I I, I, I think it's great. Maybe maybe dated dated maybe. Yeah. Right. I, I, uh, you know, I think right. I think you're gonna have backlash on uh, on some <laughs> is it overrated? Fine uh, fine. Fine. It's it's no it's no uh, above the rim, but okay. A uh, uh, hundred titles uh, that he has acted in. Yeah, okay. You know, stemming yeah. back to shit, you know what I mean? Stemming yeah. back to, to 1961. Yeah, big big movie star, been around for decades. Um, Gene yeah, Hackman. That's right. Uh, I love him. He is not overrated. I love Gene Hackman. Um, Gene Hackman. I'm gonna go. It might stay similar in this Will Ferrell range, to be honest. Uh, I, I think he, I think he made a lot of money, but I think maybe some some of the years where he was in his prime, making a ton of money, it wasn't the numbers weren't as big as maybe they were with like Will Ferrell's run. I could, I be, could be could be wrong about this, but I think I'm going to stick in that similar range, and I'm going to say I'm going to say 70 million for Gene Hackman. I think I I think I think you're going to be close with that, and then uh, you know maybe uh, maybe a separate pod will do. Uh, top five Gene Hackman movies of all time and we'll debate that but uh that, that that's for another time all right that is, that is for another time and I got Gene Hackman estimated 80 million wow oh my god I'm feeling good I'm feeling Whoa. good holy shit all right so that is uh all right so I'm, I'm gonna 35 million uh discrepancy at this point through two people I'm gonna give you your second person and we are gonna on the, on, on the nose here all right go ahead we're, we are gonna go with uh the aforementioned above the rim wonderful yeah. film yeah um, yeah a lo yeah. lot of options here but i'm gonna go with uh wood harris also known as uh what's his name in the wire wood harris you know not stringer bell but his buddy uh avon barksdale thank you avon uh, barksdale avon barksdale that is to That's you my you're, friend you're just throwing you're just throwing deep cuts like I, that was a that was a deep cut. I was proud of that. Jesus I was proud of, Christ! I was, I was proud of that one. Okay. God. Wood Harris. Wood Harris. 
he hasn't done a lot of stuff, has he? I would I would tend to say it's no. Um, I, I know one, one of 50, my fifty six uh, titles. Okay. One of my um, one of my friends' favorite movies is Paid in Full. I don't know if that's even good. I haven't seen it, but he, he, no he swears by it. it. He swears uh, by it. Um, man, he was uh, he was in Remember the Titans. Remember that? He was uh. He yes. was good in that. He, he was good in that. Obviously, The Wire is his uh, his, his, his biggest role ever. Avon. Avon Barksdale. Uh, it can't be. It it can't be a lot. It just can't be. Uh, I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna say I, I want to say ten, but I think that's gonna be too high. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with seven million dollars. Okay. okay. Uh, th- that that really bothers me because I it, it's it's three million according to Google. Damn it! <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's still good. I can't believe you got that close. God, it's well, ridiculous. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I, I, need, I need to get closer. <laughs> See, I can't believe you got that. Close. I was like, this is gonna be a good one. I'm gonna throw them off, and you uh, it did not. You you caught on very big. All right. So through two people, um, you actually have a. So I'm at 35. You're at 29. So that's good for me. The lower number is winning. So okay, you're still you're in the lead here, heading into the third person for me. Good. What say you? Well, I'm gonna go. You know, you're you're bringing these deep cuts to the to the table. I was kind of you know kind of going with uh, more mainstream actors, and I'm gonna stick with that theme. Um, And I'm gonna go with uh, Basketball Diaries. Wonderful. Uh, starring Leo DiCaprio, 1995, starring Mark Wahlberg. Uh, but I'm going to give you the big gun, Leo. Leo. Okay. Leo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. What is Leo worth? Yeah. I, I thought about this one a little bit. Uh, I knew this might come into play. Um, and I, <laughs> I, I think I have to. And I, that, I, by the way, not a. Not a great movie, um, just in general. But uh, whatever. It's okay. It's it, it's okay. He's he's done. Uh, he has seventy-two movies or TV shows credited to him in his IMDb page. And pretty pretty uh, much seventy-two for him. We're talking like fifty. Of those are like you know no, he's like I, he's like I'm the headline. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's seventy-two producer credits. Only forty-eight actor credits. Okay, but but well, that mega mega you know A-list like headline. All right, so I, I have to. I have I've to done go. this before. I'm sure. I'm sure you have. So I, I'm gonna go high here. I might. I might go. I, I have to go high. I have to go in the hundreds of millions of dollars range here. I feel like I have to. Um, and I'm gonna but go. How high? I know. Uh, I'm gonna go. Um, a quarter of a billion dollars. Two fifty. I wish you wouldn't. I wish you wouldn't have said that. I I think you're right on the nose. I I, I think I've done this before. I want to say he's like 240, but but do your research here. Well, I go. I will tell you what it is. 245. Yes. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it was right there. God damn it! That dialed in. Damn it. Watch, watch, watch your language. All right. Um, Man. All right, so that brings me through the three three actors. That brings me my cumulative score to thirty 
feeling off. And you're 29 heading to the last actor, which I'm going to have to give to you. And <laughs> I need to get it on the nose, man. I, I know. I know. I have some options here. I'm looking them over. And, um, oh, okay. Um, let's just, man, let's just go with the one and only Teen Wolf. I thought about that, too. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna go Michael J. Fox. Mike Fox, Teen Wolf, nineteen eighty five, great movie by the way. I, you know what I mean? As far as still, the, the, still, the, still a dumb, a dumb throwaway. Great still, movie. still holds up, sure. sure. <laughs> still holds up. A guy that turns into a wolf and plays basketball. <laughs> Hoosier's a little bit dated, but Teen Wolf, that, <laughs> yeah, that's still, you know, what that's the hell still are you talking about. That still holds up, great. <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay. 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 Mike Fox, I mean, like, what is he? Oh, man, this is tough. Uh, it, it is tough. Yeah, you're, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm lobbing you softballs, and you're you're throwing, you know, Wood Harris and Mike Fox, who hadn't done anything in 20 years. Well, hey, man, I, I had a rough first round, and I'm playing, I'm playing against a guy who just dialed in John Tesh right in the nose, so I have, That's to, true. I have to be a little creative here. All right, Mike Fox. <clears throat> um Man, this is this is gonna be tough. I, I my my gut is to say twenty. I think that's high. I think I'm gonna go, but you know, who who knows? Maybe you know, maybe he's got royalties from stuff I don't even know about. Maybe you know he gets a cut from Parkinson's, you know, money. I I don't know how how it all works. I want answers. Million, Thirteen million dollars. Thirteen. Thirteen. All right. I all right. Well, th- this one unfortunately tripped you up a little bit. Um, oh, estimated sixty-five million. Sixty-five million. I think he's got that. Box? I think he's got that. Uh, what was it? Spin City. That that syndication money maybe yeah, from that. Uh, sixty-five. Oh, I, that that just lost me the game, Mike Fox. Yeah. It, it, so, so okay. Um, I would have never, I would have never said over twenty. So, so I, you know, I can't be, I can't be mad about that. I can't be mad at you for, for, for giving me Mike Fox. But all right. So I, I just, just want to, uh, let's see. I, I may have had a little bit of a calculation error, but I'm taking care of it. Um, so that puts you heading into. We're gonna have to do a bonus one for NBA players. We're gonna each pick a person from the NBA Finals that's taking place. Going into that last player. Um, I am at 40 million cumulative. You are at 81. So you're going to need to make for you. Yeah, good All right. for you. All right. So really quickly, just to give a reference of like a, an NBA superstar's yeah. net worth, uh, I Googled Russell Westbrook. And um, he is someone, you know, NBA superstar. He's in his fourth contract sure. extension. And uh, 120. What's he worth? 125. 125 there you go no, see damn so there's an nba superstar so um just give people a reference for what the estimated net worth of someone like that is so i think we're gonna be picking you know guys in, in, in you know that kind of range so um oh. it would be my uh, turn my yeah turn? go go ahead man all right i'm just gonna give you um let's just do kd for you kevin kevin durant, durant. All right. Okay, Kevin Durant. He's he's been in the league. I don't know how many years. Um, like a superstar. Blah 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 blah. Let's just call call a decade, probably. He's, okay. If if uh, if, West, if Westbrook is worth one twenty five, 
I would say Katie's got to be worth more than that. That's my guess. Okay. I'm going to say 180. 180 for Kevin Durant. Okay. Um, good for you. Uh, it is 170 according to Google. So, oh, um, man, I, I needed it, but still, that puts me at 90 million discrepancy here. It does. It does. So, I, I get. So, yeah, I, I'm up. Going into this last one, I'm up about 51 million. I mean, you have to really, really mess this up to to lose this game. I know. Um, I, I don't plan on uh, it. Uh, okay, God. Um, all right, I'm going to give you uh, not a player from the NBA Finals this year, a coach. Wow. I'm going to go I'm going to go with Steve Kerr. That's kind of dirty. Okay. Well, okay, okay. Wood Harris. <laughs> all, right. all right. All right, Wood Harris. All right. Wow, I was not expecting that. I was, I was like, okay, Kawhi Leonard. Um, no, sir. All right. Steve Kerr, so let's think about this here. Um, obviously, did, okay, good for you. Uh, obviously, <laughs> did not make did not make uh, a lot of money from his playing career. You know, was it? He did. Was, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not thinking. <laughs> not thinking. Yeah, okay, he did. Did he? I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying, but uh, didn't you know? Was it was a TNT broadcaster, which he might have made more from TNT than he did from you know just NBA contracts. So, or and then, he? or or did he? Um, all right, all right. I just gotta, I just gotta stay uh, composed here. Um, uh, he's probably making the his most probably for the Warriors uh, coach. So, um, all right. I'm going to try to stay relatively conservative here I'm gonna go 25 million for Steve Kerr that is it that is my guess good good, good for you okay <laughs> and, and according to Google Steve Kerr yeah has a net worth of 18 million Eight, 18 million I looked it up uh <laughs> just, just an hour ago. <laughs> I feel um, so. So yeah. So so you know. You know. Congratulations. By the thank way. you. Thank you. I I I feel like I've beaten the master here a little bit. Yeah, uh, so well, Michael Michael J. Fox. That that really screwed me. Yeah. No. I I'm, I thought Wood. I I mean I thought Wood Harris would get actually worse, but but J. Fox threw you for a loop a little bit. So I think I think I forgot about Spin City, but still I never thought. You know. I mean like uh, you know good good for him. Good yeah. good for Mike. Good for Mike Fox. What do you want from me? Yeah. I mean I I would think. Jesus. Uh, last time we were doing this, I would think Peter Baylor should be in that range, but he's just. He's just, uh, he, I feel like he deserves more than that, but he had like 4 million, but yeah, Jay Fox, 65, so good for him. Um, but that, uh, that was kind of, that was the difference really in the game was, was Michael J. Fox, really. Um, yeah, other that, than that, that, broke, that, broke my back. Other than that, uh, broke my back. Other than that, the guesses I think for me were, were a little bit better this time and uh, I got, got a win under my belt. So, um, yeah, good for you. Thank you very much. And, uh, thank you for, uh, being on here and we Yay. will, uh, we will do it again, my friend. Hey, Swipe Right Sports, man. All right, man. We'll see you later. All right. See ya. Yes, a uh, commanding victory for myself. Um, Download, subscribe, rate, review to Swipe Right Sports on all your favorite streaming services, including uh, 
Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and um, Spotify as well. And follow on Twitter and Instagram at, at SportsPodHookup. We will be back for the Open Championship. Maybe something in between. Uh, not entirely sure, but... Until then, thanks for listening, and we will see you then. Thank you.